in a dark world filled with deceit. One united voice is crying out. Revealing the truth of God's word. It's time to expose the hidden truth. And unravel the lies. While we're living in Satan's little season. With Sister Crystal and Brother Phil. Welcome to Living in Satan's Little Season Show. We're your hosts. Sister Crystal. And Brother Phil. Topic today, the timeline conspiracy. Mm. Today we're going to talk about a pretty important topic that really got me understanding that there's something going on that a bunch of years got shaved off the timeline and we're going to basically talk about why they did this and what's going on the bible has essentially two distinct timelines a timeline of the septuagint has a longer timeline than the timeline of the hebrew masoretic texts that are in most of our bibles right and today what i'm going to expose is this hebrew bibles that are in most of our our versions of the Bible that we use, King James, New King James, New Living Translation, the American Standard Version, all the ones that people like and use today, they all have this lesser corrupted timeline. And I'm going to explain what happened here because there's some chapters in the Bible that have been carefully edited. And this is why I call this a conspiracy because it wasn't by mistake. This was on purpose. Well, something of that nature would have to be a, temp uh, a purposeful event or act because the idea that you're taking something out is, in essence, a way of misleading people. If you can confuse people when they are in the age in which they live in or when something's going could happen in that time frame, then people their their equilibrium's off a little bit spiritually speaking well there is essentially two chapters in the bible that have been carefully edited to lower the timeline down to where they've shaved off centuries off the timeline and i did the math 1380 years of history hmm. been erased and i'm going to expose that today because i think that it it's 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 wrong and it's dreadfully wrong for them not to, not to have this in there. We're going to go to Genesis because Genesis 5 and Genesis 11 have these mm -hmm. two chapters in it that have been carefully edited and re and the timelines of those two have been reduced down. In most of our Bibles, okay, we're going to go to the King James version, we but all the other, most of the other main versions that we talked about, they all have this one. And hundreds of years have been been erased from the timeline to get the timeline down to a number that they wanted to get to. And that's essentially erasing 13, over 1,380 years from, from the timeline. Mm. We're going to read in the King James first, and then we're going to read it in the in the Greek Septuagint. And we're going to see the differences here. And I'll, this, this is how I'll explain to you what really happened. Okay, so, And Adam lived 130 years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. So according to that, Adam was 130 years old when he had Seth. Now we're going to read the Septuagint version, and we're going to see how many years old he was when he had Seth. 
And Adam lived 230 years and begot a son after his own form and after his own image, and he called his name Seth. Okay, so there it is, 100 years difference. King James has him at 130 years. The Septuagint has him at 230 years. Mm. So it's a 100-year difference, but it doesn't stop there. You go down to verse 6, and how old was Seth when he had his son Enosh? You don't even have to read it. I'll just go ahead and tell you, because you can read it for yourself. 100 years there as well. See, Seth was 105 years, according to the Hebrew Bible, King James, and he was 205 years, according to the mm. Septuagint. And it, it, it keeps going down. How old was Enosh was when he had his son? 90 years, 190. Another 100 years. And then it keeps going. Canaan, 70 years, 170 years. Hundreds of years just stripped off the timeline this way. This was not by accident. This was mm -hmm. on purpose. But it wasn't just this chapter. This chapter was only one chapter of this happened. It also occurred in the 11th chapter. Shem had a son called Arphaxad. Right. That's two years after he left the ark. Okay. <laughs> they got busy right away after they left the ark, didn't they? Um, they wanted to repopulate the earth quick because there were only eight of them left. But Arphaxad, there's two timelines here. So Arphaxad, it's, the question is, how old was Arphaxad when he had his son? According to the King James Version, and, and you can look it up for yourself. This is in, in the 11th chapter in verse 12. He was 35 years old, according to the King James. But if you look at my Septuagint version, mm -hmm. he has it at 135 years old. So again, another 100 years stripped off the timeline there. But it wasn't just that. According to our facts, had, had a son. But according to the King James version, we're going to read that here really quick. There's a discrepancy mm -hmm. in the timeline here. And this is how we figured out which one was the accurate timeline. Because according to the King James Bible, our facts had, had a son. But which son did he have? Okay. okay, go ahead. Okay, so according to the King James Bible here, Arphaxad was a, fa a, a, was a father of Selah. But if you read Genesis chapter 11, verse 12 and 13 in the Septuagint, it's much longer because they left out uh, a person here in the genealogies. And th th that person's what's known as the person called Canaan. Canaan was a very common name in these days. So there's a lot of Canaans in there, so don't get, don't, don't get too confused about the Canaanite people in the Bible or whatever. These aren't the same people. But and let's go ahead and read Genesis chapter 11, verse 12 and 13 in the Septuagint here. And Arphaxad lived 135 years and begat Canaan. And Arphaxad lived 400 years after he had begotten Canaan and begot sons and daughters and died. And Canaan lived 130 and begot Selah. And Canaan lived 330 years after he had begotten Selah and begot sons and daughters and died. In the King James Bible... Our facts says the father is Selah. But in our Septuagint version, mm. you have our facts has actually the father of Canaan, and Canaan is the father, father of Selah. Mm -hmm. I know this is kind of confusing. I'm not trying to confuse you, but I'm trying to get us to understand who our facts had had. And it seems like there was a discrepancy here, and one person, was Canaan, was left out of the timeline. Why is that so crucial? I'm sure there's a reason. I, I don't know if it was sloppiness or what it was. They, they were trying to get that number down of what number they were going for. That's why they had to strip. They, they, that's why I think they were stripping off all these years. I mean, 1,380 years off the timeline of these, mm. with these two chapters alone. Mm. They were trying to get that number down. I think I know how, why they did it, and it makes complete sense. After, here, we're going to talk about this. Because I'm seeing a conspiracy here 
of reducing the number and the age of the earth down. And this is why they did this. And there's a couple reasons why I believe it's a longer timeline. We're going to go over those reasons right now. First thing is when you have Shem, Ham, and Japheth leaving the ark, mm -hmm. Shem, he has Arphaxad, Arphaxad has Canaan, Canaan has Shelah, Shelah has Eber. And Eber is the father of the Hebrew language. It's where they get the word Hebrew. It's from Eber. Okay. okay. This is where you get the, this is how you know Eber was there when there was a, the Tower of Babel event. Okay. And so Eber named his son Peleg because the earth was divided at that time. Wow. Says. Okay. Okay. So in other words, he Peleg was born after essentially everything went down with the whole Tower of Babel event. You know, the, all the languages were split up and everything. That's why he was called Peleg because the earth was now no longer united under the Tower of Babel. It was now divided because of all, all the languages mm -hmm. got divided and everybody right. got divided everybody dispersed up. up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, is with this shorter timeline, you don't have enough time to get a big, huge population going to build a huge Tower of Babel, like, right. it, like, like it's explained in the Bible. Mm -hmm. I did the math on this, because, you know, <laughs> sometimes you have to do that. And from the time they walked off the Ark to supposedly Peleg was born, 131 years. Mm. Now, you, you remember, we only have three couples mm -hmm. that are having all these children right. starting out. So you have three couples having children, and in 100, 131 years, you're going to have enough to build a huge a huge tower going up to heaven, like during the Tower of Babel event. It doesn't seem likely that with the population wouldn't be big enough to have that, okay? It's just the population growth of the world wouldn't be able, you, there wouldn't be enough people there. The, the, no. the, the math does not add up at all. But on the Septuagint side, it's a completely different ball game. From the time they walked off the ark, if you do the math, to when the Tower of Babel event happened, you have 661 years. That's enough time at a 3% you know, rate of growth for, yes, to have a, a, a Tower of Babel event. Enough people there on the, in the world at that time, yeah, you could, they, it could support that. That's the first reason, okay? And that's one reason why I believe, yes, the longer timeline seems to make more sense because... You, you, there's not enough people to build the Tower of Babel mm -hmm. under the current Bible that most people are reading, King James, New King James. All these have just not enough years until the Babel event. Okay, that, and that's just flat out. But there's another reason why, and we're going to read that now. Is there another place in the Bible that has a genealogies? And I believe there is. Matthew. Well, that, Matthew does have a genealogy, but it only goes to Abraham, so it doesn't help us much. Oh. But Luke. <laughs> Luke, my, that's right. My well, geek I was friend thinking, Luke. I was thinking anywhere where the story of Jesus was, they well, always did. Yeah, Matthew does have a genealogy, that. that's for mm -hmm. sure. But Luke has a genealogy that goes all the way back, to, that tracks Jesus. Right. All the way back to Adam. Adam, right, right. So we can find out. That's no sheer coincidence. That God did that. No, and, and that's what I'm saying. The Bible gives us the answers. You just have to know where to look. I really think that there's a reason why we could figure out and reverse engineer all this stuff. Because God has enough, there's enough redundancy in the Bible that we can figure out what, what the truth is and what's not. Turn to your King James Version Bible right now and go to Luke chapter 3, verse 35 and 36. And you can see, because we have our facts sad that is the father of Canaan or he was the father of, of Shelah. One of the two. Because King James Version, according to Genesis 11, has our facts as the father of Selah. Mm -hmm. But my Septuagint has, has our facts as the father of Canaan 
And Canaan's the father of Salem. So they're missing one. You can just go to Luke chapter 3, verse 35, even in your King James Version Bible or whatever Bible you use, and you can figure out which one was missing. Mm. Sure enough, verifies it. Our fact says the father of Canaan, and Canaan's the father of Selah. Mm. So in other words, Luke, an inspired New Testament writer, gives us accurate timeline and an accurate genealogy here of and verifies that the Septuagint version is the accurate timeline. Right. What this means, out of all this that we're talking about here, there is a conspiracy to erase 1,380 years mm. from the timeline. And I think the reason why they did it is because they needed to get that, they wanted to get that number down because they didn't want people to figure out on a 7,000-year timeline that we have that we're beyond the this, this 7,000 years of the timeline. Right. If you just use your King James Bible and use that timeline, you got you got the birth of Adam at about 4,174 B.C. is when Adam was born. So then, you know, you just add, you, you, you tack on, you know, that, that's in the B.C. timeline. Then you tack on the, t- the 2023 that we have now because it's, it's the year 2023. In the AD timeline, and that gives us how many years there is, that, that what year we're in. And according to that, it would be we're 6197 or so. Mm-hmm. You know, it should be the year 6197. But according to the Septuagint, and that's the one I'm going by, it's 7,576 years. So we're well beyond the seventh the mm-hmm. 7,000 year timeline now. Right. So what I'm thinking they're doing is they're erasing as many years as they can, but it doesn't stop there. I'm just going by what we, what we see here, but you see the other people have done timelines, right? Based on all these corrupted texts, um, like Archbishop James Usher, which did it in the like mid 1600s. He set the date of creation around 4,004 BC. So you add in, 20, uh, 2023 to that, and you're getting a little over 6,000 years, right. you know, in there. And the same same with Sebastian Adams. He did this in the 1800s. I've got his chart here in my office somewhere. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Sebastian Adams did the same thing, and he came up with about 404 B.C. as well. But, of course, he was using that corrupted Hebrew right, text that right. most of the Bibles have in it. He, they weren't using the Septuagint version. They would come up with a way different number if they were using those. Now, Isaac Newton... 4,000 B.C., that's what he, of course, again, using the corrupted version. Why did they all use a corrupted version? That's my question. Because that they, they thought it was the Hebrew. Oh. It was, oh, this was the original language. But see, there was, I believe there was some careful editing mm-hmm. to this Hebrew Bible. And we've seen other places they've carefully edited the, and I've had previous shows on how they're trying to erase a lot of the prophecies about Christ in there. Right. And you can see little tiny things, but I think they wouldn't think anybody would really notice, oh, a, a modification to the timeline here. Oh, but I noticed. And a lot of other people noticed that too. Well, that's a critical part. I think God made, and he even said, you know, that his His word would not pass away, that he would secure his right. word. So there's reasons why the Greek Septuagint and the Masoretic don't match up because you can see that there's human error or human. It's a conspiracy. It was human, human doctoring yeah. going on there. Yeah, they were trying to get that number down, and I think what they are doing is they're trying to convince everybody that oh, the millennial reign of Christ hasn't happened well, yet because think... we're not at our seven thousand years. We're still matter of fact, it's they haven't just erased that. If you go right now, the Hebrew calendar has has the creation set at. 3761. So they've even shaved out hundreds of more years. And so that sets the earth at around 50, right, currently at around 5783. So 
5,783. That's what sets the year right now. But I'm like thinking to myself, wow, they're really shaving off years. Because it means the difference between the 5776 that we have now and that year, that's almost 1,800 years difference. Mm. Okay, so they shaved off hundreds of more years to get the number down even more. They're, they want to get that number as far down as they can because they know 7,000-year timeline, guess what? They're trying to get it to where they keep people fooled into thinking, oh, we're not not quite at the 6,000 year well, yet. We're not quite at Christ's millennial reign yet, so we need to keep going. Well, there's a lot of things, and probably one is to deceive people to make them think also that God's word isn't accurate. Well, that's probably part of it true, but here I'm thinking to myself, okay, what's going on here? Why are they erasing this? And of course, there's only one explanation, because... If you study it out and you figure out, well, there's only 7,000 years on the timeline before the Great White Throne Judgment, which is what I believe happened. Mm -hmm. Because you do the math on this. Mm -hmm. And I've done the math. This is what I do, okay? (laughs) Listen, I'll show you. Because if you take 5754 and then you add in, okay, from that, you add in 70 years to the abomination of desolation. And then you go to Daniel's prophecy in Daniel chapter 12. Verses 12 and 11, or 11 and 12, and what does he say? He says there that it's that until the great white throne judgment, because essentially there's a prophecy on when Daniel was going to get his resurrection and his inheritance, and they, they add, you add in 1,335 years, and that brings you to the year 6559, which is almost 7,000 years. Almost. But there could be slippage. I think it was exactly 7,000 years, honestly. Mm. Because there's some slippage involved with some of these genealogies, and I'm going to show you where I think that there might have been some slippage involved. And so we don't know. I think it. I think it was exactly at the seven thousand year mark is when the Great White Throne Judgment happened. Occurred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, it's. But according, we only go by the genealogies, and if you add up all the genealogies according to this to the Septuagint, it, it comes out to from the to the great white throne judgment which i i believe happened in 1405 you have 6000 yeah 6959 years where could the slippage have happened well there's a couple chapters okay that, that there's slippage involved the first one's in genesis chapter 5 verse 32 and it says there that noah was 500 years old when he begot three sons shem ham and japheth well obviously he probably didn't begot all three of those sons in one year Right. So what happens is, I think what that means is that after he was 500 years old is when he begot those sons. Mm. So in other words, he could have maybe begot Shem, which is, is, according to his timeline, maybe even 20 or 30 years later. Right. Just after he was 500 years old is when he begot those sons. Is what well, he, he could have had a few years in between each son. <laughs> yeah, or whatever. But see, there could be slippage in there. And, but the same thing happened in Genesis 11. Because Terah's father, all, the same thing it says about them. It says, and Terah lived 70 years and begot Abram, Nahor, and Haran. Uh-huh. So you see, obviously probably didn't begot all three of those sons in year 70. So it could be that that's an approximate date or after he was 70 years old. When he Sometime begot, after yeah. that time. Mm-hmm. And so maybe Abram was, was, was brought into the earth 10 years later, 15. So that's how you get these slippage. So I think... Exactly, and this fits the timeline perfectly. Everything fits out right. 
But you see what they're trying to do, and there's a conspiracy here, to try to reduce that the, those numbers down to where, oh, we're not at, we're, we're, the, the Great White Throne Judgment hasn't happened yet. We're not even near our 7,000-year mark. Matter of fact, the 6,000-year mark hasn't even happened. Mm-hmm. Millennial Antichrist hasn't happened yet. See, they're trying to get that number down any way they can. Well, if you look at it, what does an enemy do? It confuses, it distorts, it shakes things up so people don't discombobulate it. And that's kind of what they're doing in the scriptures to get people confused and unsure of the timeline and the years and spacing in between so that, you know, who's going to matter? It's just a few hundred years here and a few hundred, you know. But it, it all matters because why, if it didn't matter, why is the Septuagint so much different than the Masoretic. Why would God make sure one of the um, translations or, you know, words was protected? Because it does matter. Because God wants us to know the truth. If you know the truth, you can't be easily deceived and fooled into thinking that God's word isn't correct, that um, he's not going to fulfill what he said was going to be fulfilled, and that you're going to be easily duped, I guess you could say, if something were to be created or done to make people think, oh, you're in this event in the Bible, and we all know that the timeline's been corrupted, so we know we're not going to be in that event, but a lot of Christians are expecting that event to occur. You won't be easily deceived if you study the correct um, timeline. Well, both timelines kind of come together around the time of Abram's father, Terah. That's around 2296 BC, essentially. They seem to all correlate pretty closely after that. It was just those two chapters mm-hmm. all the way down to Nahor. Nahor, they shaved off 50 years more. And then, mm. and then Terah, it was identical. And then Abram is identical. Isaac, identical. Jacob. So in other words, the timelines meet, meet up really well all the way down to Terah. But from Terah on up, mm. all the early, it's almost like they were just shaving off years of all these early patriarchs in order to get the timeline down. They don't want you to know that we're be- well beyond the 7,000-year timeline mm. and that we're beyond the not only the millennial reign of Christ, but we're well beyond the Great White Throne Judgment as well. Right. And this is what I believe we are. I believe that there's evidence that we have gone beyond the Great White Throne Judgment according to the prophecies in the Bible. Mm-hmm. That's all I can go on. That the Great White Throne Judgment happened hundreds of years ago, but they're trying to shave off so many years to think, oh, uh, these things are right around the corner. We just got to wait right, it out. Right, And you see, we're, you're waiting for something that'll never happen. Right. Because it already happened well into our distant past. But you'll never know that because they shaved off in 1900 years. Right. According to the Hebrew calendar to the actual real calendar, Almost, what? How, how much is it? 1,800? Almost 1,793 yeah. years. Right. So just to recap, um, before Christ was 5,554 years. And then the 70 years. To the abomination and desolation. desolation yeah. And then 1,335 years was the millennial reign and Satan's little season. And the great right throne judgment and Daniel. And then, so that's a combination of 6,959 years. Yeah, that would make the Great White Throne Judgment around 1405, but there could be slippage involved, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I think it's pretty close to 1405 is when that happened. Okay. Because, yeah, we, we already know that the the, the the slippage would have to happen in the B.C. timeline. Right. So in the A.D. timeline, since Christ, 
we're going to get the right numbers because according to Daniel's prophecy, he has a 1,335 days as years. And it seems pretty accurate from what it looks like Daniel's timeline. And So we pretty much know, we just don't know how many years there were in the B.C. I'm saying 5,554, but there probably was a bit more, and that would bring us right up to the 7,000 year mark. I well, think it was, you said I think earlier 5,754, and that's 200 years more. Yeah, well, that, that they've already shaved off so many years. They yeah. keep trying to. It's like they need to. They wanted to get that number down as low as they could, so so they can keep the, the, this whole charade well, going. For I can for a person many more centuries for a person who's not really into the numbers as much. It's still confusing to me, but I see it as clearly as you have showed in the scriptures. There was some erasing going on. Because, you know, how do you lose a couple hundred years <laughs> in each well, generation or each per each father? You know, I mean, do they want him to look younger when they have the kids or something? Or <laughs> they look, you know, oh, he's a he's a hundred and something. No, he's actually 200 and something. That guy was really feral. <laughs> well, and I think some of these dates, it's kind of interesting. I think they were some sort of approximate as well. That's why I'm saying I think there was a little bit of slippage involved with some of these dates. But the point is, I really do think... They, there's a there's a conspiracy here yeah. to definitely erase hundreds over a thousand years from the timeline, mm. and they want to get that number down as low as they could. And I think this happened when Christ either before right before Satan's little season or right after Satan's little season happened. They corrupted the, the Masoretic text in order to get to get that number down. And of course, I I think that happened early on. And the, point, the purpose of this, obviously, Satan was trying to get everyone deceived into thinking, mm -hmm. oh, the, the, the millennial reign hasn't happened yet. Getting people all confused, not realizing, no, all that stuff happened. Mm -hmm. We're well into into the future now. And now we're we're into, we just got to, to hold, on, hold on and hold fast now. Well, you know, if, if it was a consorted effort, which it looks like it was, then we have to take our consorted effort to stand against and on the truth and not follow the erased years, but the true years that are documented, and just know who we are, and when we are, and what God is going to do. And all we have to do is put our faith and trust, again, in the Lord. That seems to be the common denominator to everything that we've been going through in all of these shows, is that all we need to do is keep our eyes focused on God, read His Word, and trust Him. Like I say, the only two reasons why I believe that for the longer timeline of the Septuagint one, not enough time for the Babel event. Two, Luke verifies in the New Testament mm -hmm. that the longer timeline is the accurate one. Right. And that's all the evidence I need, really, to say, yep, it looks like we're well beyond 7,000 years in the timeline. I believe everything's finished now. What we're doing now is it, God is using this world as a testing ground to see who's his. And it's immediately mm -hmm. among, among death, we're going to be judged. And we're either going to receive our reward in New Jerusalem, or we're going to be judged and, and sent to outer darkness. So really, we just have two options there, and this is the reason why I'm bringing this up to you, telling you, if you do the math, everything makes sense. This is the primary reason why I thought something going on, why would they want to shave off that many years, if not for a very good reason? Well, ultimately, the truth does matter. And I, for one, would rather know the truth and know... You know, there was some erasing and, and shenanigans going on to elude and deceive the biblical text so that we weren't aware of those hundreds of years taken away. But God knows the truth. He will allow the truth to be revealed to those who seek it. And I believe that's very, 
vital and important as we live and honestly walk with the Lord because he wants his children and followers to know and seek the truth and to seek him. And he reveals those. And But we know the real Messiah already came. And guess what? He already reigned for a thousand years. Mm. And guess what? Little, Satan's little season already happened. And the great white throne judgment already happened too. And that all happened at 1405 AD. And this world is a proving ground to get to the next one, which is right. way better. Yeah. Well, I think it's just really sad that people would follow and believe something that isn't accurate. But for one, they're convinced that it's accurate because they think that version is the more accurate version because it's got to be. Because it's his God's people that were keeping the record. So they should know if, if things were not kept correctly. But here's the thing. There's another record. And that one was inspired by Luke to corroborate that record. Yeah, Luke is an inspired New Testament writer. Everyone, mm-hmm. everyone admits this. He wrote down the right one. You know, we, we have witnesses now. We, we have Luke that verifies the correct timeline. Mm-hmm. It's really simple. New Testament writer verifies that the longer timeline, the Septuagint timeline, is the accurate one. The one that I'm using to verify my numbers, right. and it works out perfectly to about a 7,000 year to the Great White Throne Judgment. Wow. What, what are the chances <laughs> of that? That's amazing. <laughs> I'm saying this is why I know that we're beyond the 7,000 year timeline, and we're beyond the Great White Throne Judgment, I believe. You know, here's the idea. Whether or not, and maybe you're confused along with me a little bit, but I mean, it does make sense. But whether or not you're into the numbers or that you don't seem to, um, you may not seem to be really too worried about the shaving off of the hundreds of years. But here's the kicker. Truth matters in all respects of God's word being accurate. People mess with God's word. They make God look foolish. They make God look like he's incapable of fulfilling timelines and things that occur in those timelines and so whatever your reasoning behind whether or not you agree with this or not it's completely verifiable and understandable that they're they were up to something and they continually are and they're always up to something evil never takes a break it's always working hard to undermine and deceive and distort the truth god is victor He will always win, even in how hard they work, they'll never succeed. Well, there's definitely a conspiracy going on. (laughs) This is why I call this show the Timeline Conspiracy. They wanted, they're hiding the real timeline from us. Hmm. And this is one thing I just want everyone to become aware of. One of the deceptions that we're living in, in the age of deception that we're living in right now, because we're living in an age of deception right now. Right. A Satan's Little Season 2.0, that's what I call it now. They're hiding how many years have passed. They don't want us to understand that we're living well beyond what they want us to think that we're, that we're living. Mm-hmm. Okay, It's because they don't want us to know the truth that all we have to do is hold out, hold fast, have faith, trust in the Lord, mm. and we receive our inheritance at our death. Just like... Everyone else did in our past. All right. the other righteous people in the past already got mm-hmm. that before. They're waiting for us right up there. Everyone that we lost ahead of time, they're waiting for us up there in New Earth. We're just waiting. For, they're waiting for us. Mm-hmm. We're going to be there, but we've got to remain faithful to the true and don't let uh, let these this timeline conspiracy discourage you right. from understanding that, you know what, we've got hope now because we're living in Satan's little season. Not only because it's biblical, But it's the only thing that makes sense.
Join or contact us at satanslowseason.org. This is a non-copyright, living in Satan's low season production.